Welcome to episode number seven of Fueling Success, an Athlete's Story. Our guest today is Issa Ryan, a professional soccer player on the Las Vegas Lights of the USL. Welcome to the show, Issa. Sounds good. Thank you for having me, Derek. Of course, yeah. So yeah, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, um, I uh, actually have some experience working with Derek, uh, playing for uh, Duke University uh, my freshman year. Um, I had a pretty good season and uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, sign professional my first professional contract for the Bethlehem Steel. Um, that was in 2018, spent two years with the club, and then I transitioned to uh, Seattle Sounders Tacoma Defiance, um, where I spent one year there and then went to Colorado Springs Switchbacks, and then now I'm here in Las Vegas Lights. All, so all a, over the place. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know I mean? no, it's been a journey. It's been a journey for sure. Um, and on that note, I know you've played with a lot of different teams here. And coming out of college, you were one of the high, like a very highly ranked player. Um, and you could have, you, you had the potential, you had the skill to go pro right out of high school. What made you decide to go to college first? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone everyone's situation is different. Um, I think it just comes down to like what the player wants. Um, and, you know, if some people, you know, they school is not really for them or, you know, sometimes they just they really just have the, their main goal is and dream is just to sign professional. So for me, it was more I wanted to go professional, but the opportunity at hand to uh, play soccer with on scholarship uh, at Duke University uh, rather than signing a USL contract um, was better for me, uh, in my opinion, just in terms of money, um, in terms of for the opportunity and just overall education, because uh, that's something I value as well. So mm-hmm. that was uh, that was that was. That was my reason uh, okay. to, to take the school. Yeah, because yeah, it's interesting because I know you did leave after freshman season, but you did finish your degree, right? I believe? I did. Yeah. So yeah, I, I finished it online. Right. So you still got the education, which is good. Um, and obviously you had a blast. You know, you met me, so that was a highlight, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and no, you guys had a great season, too. Um, no, but that, yeah. no, that's a, that's a good point, right? Education is important. And it, it's interesting with soccer because the career span of a soccer player is – shorter than other sports so it's you know a lot there's um a lot of angst to get out there and and go right out of high school or even before right um because you want to make your career before it's too late i think you uh you grew up with brendan aronson right yeah yeah so yeah he i think he went pro his senior year of high school or junior year um Mm -hmm. yeah so that's yeah i know some players do that to get started right away but yeah it's you gotta have your own priorities which is good so, yeah, with that said, what age did you start playing soccer? I started when I was four years old. So, like, I started at a very young age. And then, honestly, just from then, it just got more competitive. Um, and then, yeah, I traveled, joined a travel team. And then that, and then, then it just kept going up. And then 14 is when I got scouted by Philadelphia Union and then actually left home to play for uh, their uh, academy team yeah what was that like because you know a lot of academy players will play locally but you left to a new state and yeah so what what was that whole experience like i mean i think philadelphia union for sure was i mean they i i believe they still do have the best program um it was i mean it's just for people for kids like me who live in a they live in a state without a professional team an mls professional academy Philadelphia and I know I think RSL has one and they have the residence residency programs where 
they will scout these kids at a young age and actually bring them on and provide them a residency program where they would live there and then go to school. They have their own school. Um, and it was, I mean, I, I loved it, man. It was a great, great experience for me. Um, I mean, obviously it was tough at a young age to leave home, but looking back, it was probably one of the best things I could have done in terms of maturity level and just growing up and just beyond soccer, dude, I just, I learned a lot. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah. No, I know those are becoming more popular. I actually have a client that is in the Barca Academy out in Arizona and yeah, it's, it's almost like you're in college already, but there's, there's a little more restrictions and all that. So it's, it's definitely interesting, but it, it helps a lot with the development and, do you find that it helped you focus on soccer more because I mean, were there less distractions or there more distractions? Like what was that like? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think, I mean, it was, I completely was focused a lot more, uh, significantly a lot more just in terms of the people I was surrounded with. I'm literally playing, like I'm living in a house with seven guys that um, all are all from the same situation, me living in Florida, New York, like there's a bunch of different kids. And we're all here to play soccer. That's our uh, our main goal. We all have aspirations to go to go pro, and like we're all obviously good boys, we're good friends, uh, but we're all kind of competing against each other, you know, yeah. to, to get that professional contract. So it's it was a very competitive lifestyle, and I mean, I loved it. But you're also training twice a day, which is I don't know where else you you get that. So you train yeah. for school, you go to class for six seven hours, and then you train again in the afternoon, and then you go home, eat, and then you just repeat it. And that's as a 24-hour thing. So I was, I mean, so, like, soccer was pretty much my life, honestly, but I, I loved it. It's literally eat, sleep, soccer. <laughs> yeah, like every day, then you travel on the weekends, and, you know, and then you're surrounded by kids. All your all your best friends are all in the same boat as you, so yeah, there's no getting away from it. No, that's, that's good. Um, did you ever feel burnt out because of that, or do you feel like it was still a good balance? Um, no, I for sure, for, at a young age, I for sure was burnt out. I mean, there's, there's days where I woke up and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to get out of bed. Like, I mean, but I think I still have those days now. Um, and then, but I don't know. I mean, you kind of, as you get older and as, as I kept playing, you kind of find ways to get around and how to make your body feel better. You know, then there's, you know, the nutrition aspect, the sleeping yeah. aspect. And I learned a lot now that I, I wish I had the tools back then, but. You know, that's what you live, you live and you learn and you grow up and you get to understand these things. Do you feel like having that whole high school experience of the academy and living there and all that, did it give you an advantage once you got to college over the other freshmen that went to, you know, call it normal high school? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think in, in the soccer soccer aspect, I think it for sure gave me, a, like, the upper hand just because of the training, the coaches, um, just the resources that we had at the Philadelphia Union. Um, but the schooling, it was it's obviously a great school, but it's a lot of, like, hands-on, and you have to really, uh, you really have to, like, push yourself and, uh, you know, manage your time. And, and, and that's something when you go to university, it was, uh, it was kind of a, a big transition. So, like, there's, I mean, I learned a lot um, in school and how to, like, manage my time and, and all that, but it was a transition to when I got to Duke uh, just in terms of like studying for exams. And I, I, I struggled a little bit just trying to trying to the, get to Duke and, and all that. But no, it was, it was a good, 
it's also different. Duke's a little bit harder than other schools. <laughs> so, yeah. so you got that. No, I love that though. Um, it, what's interesting about working with college athletes, like when, when I worked with you guys is the differences between schools. So at Duke, you know, y'all were really smart. Um, and it made it so much easier to work with you guys. Like, I remember, like, mm-hmm. I would, uh, I worked with other athletes at other, maybe other schools or just in general. And, you know, I had maybe explain things a little bit more or like reiterate education pieces throughout the season. But I would tell you guys one thing for like two seconds in August and in November, you still remembered it all. And you guys, it's, it's amazing yeah. working with you guys. Um, but it goes to show, yeah, like, yeah, you struggle when you got to do it, but it's also a hard academic institution. So, yeah, um, no, it was for sure. Yeah. I really had a, I work hard there. Yeah. It was, it was worth it. I loved it. Yeah, no, it was, no, I, I love working with you guys. Yeah, you guys are all great too. Like, that was the other thing too. <laughs> like, just working with you guys there. Um, but that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know, it's clear that soccer has been your whole life, right? And, and everything. Did you ever play other sports growing up or was it just soccer? Um, I think soccer always took so much time. So, like, it was always soccer. I mean, I played basketball, like, with some of my some of my friends for like a winter league and stuff. Yeah. But it was, nothing has ever been close to like soccer just in terms of competitiveness and actually taking it serious. Um, yeah. So I mean, I've, I've tried to get into like golf and stuff, but I'm just not. <laughs> but nothing. Like, yeah, I you need just, to play like travel ball for any other sports. Nah. Yeah. No. no. That's yeah. I, I like asking that question in all the episodes because I've I've gotten different answers. And everyone's, you know, the ones that played one sport are saying, yeah, it's because it takes up so much time. The ones that played multiple sports said, you know, it's it's helped or it helped prevent burnout and things like that because, you know, they were able to have that release and maybe take things that weren't too serious. Um, because growing up, right, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so at what age did it, do you feel like soccer started to become a lot more serious and the fun decreased a little bit? Like, I know it's still fun, but when did it really start to feel yeah. more like a job? Yeah, I'd say, honestly, when I signed that first professional contract, um, obviously I was very, very excited and, you know, I was, you know, I, I kind of reached my goal that I'm a professional, but on the flip side, it was, all right, well, this is my career. This is my job. Um, you got to, you know, work every single day because at the end of the day, like, you know, you're fighting for a contract. And so um, I think even at Duke, it was, it was, I mean, you're playing with your, like your, your teammates, your classmates, it's, it was a great time, and then once I signed, I was like, "All right, well, this is reality." You know, okay. I worked so, that hard. Yeah. So even throughout the youth academy, and when you went to YSC in, in Philadelphia, it it still didn't feel too serious. That you were still able to enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I, I think I put pressure on myself and stuff, but I don't think. I think it was. It was. I've always enjoyed it. It was always fun for me. Um, okay. I never, like, obviously the pressure was normal, but I never was like, ah, right. this is not so fun. Yeah. That's, that's really good to hear. Cause it's, it's one thing I worry about a lot with youth sports now that there's too much pressure coming on and, you know, kids yeah. are just not really able to enjoy it anymore because it's, you know, they're 12 years old and they're doing these showcases cross country and it's not as, as much fun, yeah. but, um, no, it's good to hear that you're still able to enjoy it. Um, even though you, yeah, it was, it, it was your life, but that's good. Um, I think it also comes from like the environment you're in and yeah I mean parents I've seen some of my friends who've had parents that were put so much pressure on them and you know they mm-hmm. weren't able to they go into games so nervous because they were they don't want to upset their so I mean I think I, I'm blessed that my parents have kind of just said if you, if you ever want to quit like go ahead and quit like you're oh, not wow. playing for me okay so like I've been I've been blessed for that but yeah. I mean 
So you like, yeah, yeah each, each kid is different yeah. and the amount of pressure they put on themselves or from others or mm. from other people putting on stuff. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, I've seen your TikToks. Your mom seems very, very awesome. <laughs> so yeah. My mom, my mom doesn't even understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she, she understands the concept of. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. My mom, like <laughs> my mom still doesn't understand offsides. Like you know, I played forward for how many years and she still never fully understood how offsides works. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's funny, but they're there to support you, which is awesome. That's good. Yeah, that, good. my support system is great. Yeah, good, good, cool. So obviously, you know, as a dietitian, one thing that stands out to me a lot, what's something maybe from a nutrition standpoint that you learned either you know, as a D1 athlete or now as a pro athlete that you wish you had known as a youth athlete? Um, just simply how important nutrition is. Uh, I don't think I really understood nutrition in like, like how important it is as an athlete and just overall how it makes you feel in terms of soreness and just like energy levels. And I, even at, even at Duke, it was like, you know, I had meals every time I ate, every time I ate, it was at either, uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot what it was called. The, the tape turning tables or something upstairs. Table. And, yeah. Training table and, or like, um, just a cafe or the West union. So like I would, honestly just buy my food every time and I never really cooked so I never really knew like what I was really I just try to eat and that was just like me at Duke and I mean luckily I mean I was eating good foods um but once it got pretty real once I signed professional and that's when I was like all right like what do I cook Mm -hmm. yeah so what did you learn like now living on your own signing professional like yeah um what I learned was honestly I learned a lot from the older teammates on my team. So I would honestly just learn from looking what they would eat. Um, I would just honestly ask the trainer. We'd have people come in and, and, and talk to us. So honestly, just give, having balance, just plate of uh, vegetables, proteins, grains, mm-hmm. um, and just my hydration level, just making sure I'm hydrated throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, cool. Yeah. So that obviously good learning how to cook, you know, you're young, right? You're, you're 19, you're moving out on your own. You're learning how to cook. Like it's a lot. Um, but that's good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you start to really appreciate the importance of nutrition because, you know, what I've seen with a lot of, with a lot of young athletes is they can get away with not so great nutrition when they're such a high level player because they're just so naturally talented. But then when you get to yeah. college, you get to the pros, everyone is so talented now you really take care of your body and you kind of see that. Um, cool. And with that said, one of the big things about nutrition is injury prevention. So have you suffered any big injuries either as a youth athlete or as a pro athlete? Yeah, no. So I was, I was just going to get on that. So like, that's, that's something I also learned as well. Is just, I actually had, so I had a back injury, um, a couple years ago. I had a stress fracture in my lower back and, um, that was my first time professional. I was working out a lot. Um, I was just, I was really just overworking my body, just kind of, you know, wanting to make it to the last and, and just, I don't think I was eating enough as much as I was working. Um, and so, yeah, after that, I, I kind of realized like I need to either, um, and so after that, I have doctors and my trainers that like, how much are you eating? Like, 
how much protein you're getting. Are you uh, are you taking any supplements? Are you eating fish oil? Um, but from that, I I I kind of learned how to take better 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 care of my body and and put more my body depending like what I'm what I'm doing and the, the the sessions that I'm I'm doing throughout the week. Yeah. No, it's nutrition obviously plays a huge role in those injuries, especially stress fractures. Um, I know I suffered one when I was in high school in, in the back as well, and it it sucks and it takes you out for a while. But yeah, you realize it's it's the underfueling, it's the um, overtraining, just not taking care of your, of your body, and it causes injuries. How how do you deal with it mentally, especially at the pro level? It's hard to get injured when you're competing for that spot. How did you deal with that? Um. It wasn't easy. I mean, uh, I think everyone deals with injuries differently. Um, for me, it was just kind of, I think for me, it was just honestly just doing everything I can for the team, like even though I was injured. So like even though I wasn't participating, I was, you know, doing my exercises, my treatment uh, before or during the session. But the minute like it's it's all, uh, the minute I'm done, it's just like being there for my teammates. Um, what can I do for the team? And then just like, doing everything I can to make myself healthy. And that's, you know, taking care of my, my treatment, my rehab, um, making sure I'm eating healthy, making sure I'm, you know, going to all my appointments. Um, so it's just, I think, you know, there's guys that I've seen that honestly can't even be around it or watching, you know, watch, watch a game if they're injured because it's just so hard for them. I think for me, it's, it's kind of the opposite to, to just be there and kind of just be around the guys and to just make sure I, I still feel involved, even though I'm not actually participating. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I could see, I could see you going either way. Like you're injured, like you just need to step away because you want to be out there so bad. But also, if you can't play, at least like distracting yourself and feeling involved. So that makes sense. And yeah. and it's hard because you're you're competing for your position, you're competing to, to move up a level, all that. You're, you're always, there's always something on the line, and the injuries they set you back. Which again, you again, what's why it's so important for everyone. Take care of your nutrition. Take care of your body. Don't overtrain. You know, follow follow the right advice because it it can get rough for sure. Yeah. So you're you've been playing for a few different teams lately, but I guess for with this new team, what does a typical day look like for you as a professional soccer player? Yeah, so uh, I usually wake up around eight 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 a.m. Um, I have treatment around like eight thirty. Uh, that usually be like forty five minutes. Uh, come home. And uh, I'll make breakfast, rather that's eggs or uh, just having a Greek yogurt or um, just cereal, honey on Cheerios, and with a banana. Mm. And then I'll head to training. Um, after training, will be a few hours. I'll come home, make lunch, uh, do some more treatment or just foam roll stretching, take care of my body. And then um, I'll go to usually a coffee shop or a Starbucks and try to get some homework done um currently in my master's right now for uh, doing my mba so still doing classes um and that helps kill some time as well and then after that i'll come home and make dinner around like 5 36 ish and then try to get in bed by like 10 10 30. Mm -hmm. cool that's awesome that, that's uh that's really cool that you're doing your mba uh because it, it shows right like you know there's so much to life after sports as a pro athlete right you still have a lot of your life yeah. um so and as you mentioned before right you value you value education that's you know why you went to school and obviously why you're continuing to do that so that's cool do you know what you want to do with the nba when you're done playing or you're just having it there yeah i'm, I'm not exactly sure what exactly i want to get into um 
it's more just it, it honestly it's, i mean obviously I, I like business and it's i mean i got my undergrad in business administration and oh, that's honestly it's a, it's just another thing it's it honestly kind of helps distract me when things aren't going well with soccer if i'm injured or you know yeah. if i have a bad training i can you know kind of get away with it and just kind of focus on my on my homework and study and so it's, it's kind of it's an outlet for me i'd say oh, cool no that's awesome no, that's really good um cool so with that said and i see soccer being a huge part of your life what what's a valuable lesson that soccer has taught you that like about your life that you want to pass on to other people um i'd say a valuable lesson um honestly i just i feel like just not taking things for granted because i mean at any day what terms of injury injuries and even just your career it's like however like a very good career is like 10 10 years you know but like the average career is about like three to four years and I feel like this lifestyle that I have is, you know, a lot of people do want that lifestyle. Um, and, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, ah, you know, another day I, I, I have to go to training, but it's more like I get to go to training. Like, oh, yeah. This is my, this is my job. Like I get to wake up and like that day is like, you know, many people, you know, dream about a day to just wake up and, you know, go to go get some fitness in as your job and then come home and relax and, and chill. And like, that's a lot of our, our job is relaxing and chilling and, yeah. you know, um, so it's just, I try not to take things for granted. Um, just honestly enjoying the process. It's another lesson. And, and then truly just like meeting the new people and taking the experiences in. Um, yeah. I feel like that's one of the best best things that I've I've had from, from the game. Um, soccer just allowed me to live in six different states now. And I'm 22 years old. And I've, I've met the amount of people I, I know across the United States just from soccer is, is unreal. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you're you're right. It's you're not. I have to train today. I get to train today, and that that's a huge yeah. thing because with even with youth athletes that aren't getting paid to do this, you know, you feel like oh, I have to train today. Like I need to do this, become a better athlete. It you get to right at, at any level you get to train because there's people out there that can't. There's people that you know they have to work three jobs after school, so they can't play organized sports or they're injured. Right? They they can't do it and anyone that's able to be active is a huge blessing and you know something to be grateful for and even you're you're grateful enough to or fortunate enough to have the talent with the hard work you put in to become a professional soccer player and that's not not many people very very few people can say that and that's 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 incredible so that's that's good and the fact that you've you know you know you've gotten to meet so many people and and a positive outlook on life right like I I can see how you can get down, right? Or you can be frustrated and having to move so often and, you know, not be able to settle in and you see it as a positive. You you took a positive out of it. Like you've gotten to meet so many people. You got to explore so much at a young age. And that positive mindset is going to help you so much. And, yeah. and for other people to have that would be great. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of his perspective, man. And I, yeah. I, it took me a while to, to really to get like that and to kind of have this mindset now where, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's days like I've, I've had a lot of issues with injuries and, you know, I've been in some dark places and just like, you know, I've been pretty sad and like depressed and, you know, it's just more like, how can I look at this and be like, what's a blessing out of this? Um, and so now I, I literally wake up and I'm just like, you know what, this is, this is life, you know, I'm living in Las Vegas. Like <laughs> I can literally, see, I can see the strip right out my window. Oh, wow. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed. So, I mean, but 
then again, like everyone has their own issues and I try not to, you know, look at people like that, but you got to look to see the positive and everything. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's really good. Cool. All right. So we're going to wrap up in a little bit. We got a few more uh, things to go through, kind of some fun things. Um, so every set, uh, every episode I do some rapid fire questions. So we're just going to get to it. Uh, so the first one, yeah. chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. All right. Uh, morning or night person? Morning. Okay, cool. And would you rather play in the heat or extreme cold? Like 90 degrees or 30 degrees? 90. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think I'd... Yeah, for soccer, I don't know. 90 degree soccer games were rough, especially on the turf. I'm from Michigan, but I hate the cold. Yeah. Oh, I hate the cold, too. People, oh, yeah. Whenever it's cold, too, you're like, oh, you're from Michigan. I don't... That doesn't mean, like, I, I don't like <laughs> the cold. Like, I hate the cold. Yeah, no, I, I hate the cold, too, but no. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. And, all right, and with this being a nutrition podcast, this is an important one. What is your go-to pregame meal? Um, I usually just keep it simple. I just do some white rice, um, chicken... And then I'll put broccoli. Um, and that's, that's usually, that's usually it. So exactly there. what we did too. Salt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I just kind of kept it going and it's really easy to make. I usually just make it the day before um, and just have it ready. So I don't have the, any issues like the day of, cool. but yeah, I, I honestly don't like to eat too much on game day. So I'll try to try to have like a, try to eat as much as I can, but I usually eat like three to four hours before, yeah. um, Digest, but yeah, still doing Chick Fil A after the games. Every now and then, they actually do get a Chick Fil A. There I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, I love that. That was all. It, I mean, we did it so much for you guys on Tuesday night games for the post game. It, it was simple because it was it, it was affordable, and not many places were delivering that late on Tuesday night. So um, that's yeah, part of why we did it so much. But yeah, I know, and I know you guys, you guys got sick of it. That's why I didn't do. It. I couldn't do it every week, but um, but for the most part, I know you guys liked it. So. Yeah, but yeah, hey, it worked. You guys did well. Yeah. So yeah, I think I actually remember. Yeah, every time we did a Chick Fil A after Tuesday game, you guys never lost that Friday. So really? Yeah, I kept. I'm kind of tracking it. Yeah. So okay, I, I do my job right. Um, but yeah, no, it's that's cool. All right, awesome. Um, yeah. So anything else you want to share with the audience? Any other any stories? Any advice to leave everyone with? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like you covered it in here, but like, uh, I just say like the sooner you can real like, you know, learn about nutrition and, and just understanding how important it is for you as an athlete. Um, I think the better off you'll be in terms of injury wise and like, and performance wise, I think I didn't truly understand until like I had mentors and people actually kind of like show me how it's done. And then once you start doing them, I'm just like, all right, well, there's a reason why this is so important. Um, I think it was the biggest thing. So I just, the earlier you understand it and, and kind of start implementing it and being consistent with it in your life, I, I, I think it's, it's very important, especially as a professional athlete to limit injuries and honestly just performances and energy wise throughout the day. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's great advice for sure. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Issa, for coming on, sharing a great story, very unique perspective about, about things. Um, again, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll have another episode next week. And again, thank you, Issa, for coming on. And have a great evening. Thank you.